Hey, Mom, how are you? I am good. How are you, son? I am doing very well. And what do we do right now? We welcome everyone to Politics with Mom that you can find on Politics with Mom at gmail.com. You can follow it, find Politics with Mom.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Politics with Mom and also on YouTube. Nice. All right. Well done. I wasn't sure if you're going to make it through that one. I had to think on some of it. <laughs> you know, it's the old mind. What can I say? Hey, there you go. All right. So let's let's kind of review the week. Where do you want to start? Now that we've, we're past Democratic Convention, we're past the Republican National Convention, obviously that was, you know, we talked about sort of the, the last week's episode. And where would you like to go from here? Now that it's been a full week after everybody could digest all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I think for me, the issue of Kenosha, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. was quite a big um, thing. So what was your take on that? Well, you know, it's interesting. Watching Trump was definitely not accepted by the family. Um, there was talk of the fact that he said he talked to the family's minister and the father said, mm, nope, we don't have a minister. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Um, he was not welcomed and neither was Biden, really. They were kind of not really wanting either one of them there to create any kind of unrest. Um, fortunately, that did not happen. And I know that Biden went and met with the family. So I found it to be interesting. You did have the Trump supporters and the Trump nayers. Uh, but you're going to have that no matter where you go. So what was your take on it? Well, I'm curious, like, how do you think, what was the difference between how you thought Biden handled it versus how Trump handled it? Um, Just in personally, terms of messaging I, and leadership. Yeah, in the messaging and leadership, I really felt that Biden was more diplomatic, more mature, uh, definitely more presidential. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt that he listened, whereas with Trump, it was, you know, more or less, you know, if you all just... Tell me how wonderful I am. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I just don't particularly care for that narcissistic behavior. Um, so that's kind of what my take was. I mean, yeah. I just watched both of them. Yeah, that's, that's you know, it's probably pretty easy to figure out where I would land on between the two of those. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I heard it best when I was listening to a, a show and they were talking about how, you know, Two two people won in. One was a one was po- political, and mm-hmm. one was presidential. Exactly. It was very easy to see who was who. Yep. Um, so I think I think Trump is just continuing with the divisive, like he's going to cater the right wing stuff and you know everything else, and and Biden is going to be more of that. You know, you may not agree with me, but that doesn't mean that we're not all Americans. Let's just move along, and we need so right. much more of that. Than we, we certainly need. do. Then we need like blaming your problems on somebody else. It's like, you know, pick up, you know, pick up your shorts. Let's go. Like pull up your shorts. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's get to work. You know, this mm-hmm. is, this is what America's about. Um, and I think a lot of people are just getting caught up in blaming everybody else for their stuff instead of just like taking responsibility and 
making their lives better. And I realize that's, right. that's you know, different levels of that for everybody, but there's, absolutely that's not taught right now. At least it's not taught. That's not, that's not true. Well, it probably is true. Education is a whole other episode, but to that concept of it's definitely not shown by example. It's always the other guy's fault. It's always these evil right. people. It's always, the messaging from the Republicans is hundred percent. Again, I don't need to say Republicans because I think it's to the point now with the Republican party to call them Republicans is insulting. It's Trumplicans. The Trumplicans message right now is, just flat out, if you vote for Biden, there's going to be terror in the streets. There's going to be looting and rioting every single day, which, again, doesn't make sense to me because that is what you get when you look at the news. So mm -hmm. that's what they already have. So I don't get mm -hmm. that argument at all. I also don't mm -hmm. think it seems to be landing very much. Um, Biden put out a big Biden's campaign, I should say, put out a big ad about looting and rioting, about how he was scolding and basically saying, like, listen, looting and rioting is not tolerated. Stop this. Like they, they put out pictures. He basically for the first time, I think, effectively, reasonably effectively, at least took first steps because I don't think it's, it was a slam dunk because they're, to be fair, they dropped the ball on that. De Democrats just gave that to the Trump against the whole like law and order thing. And they mm -hmm. shouldn't have done that. Um, and so Biden's coming out of the campaign now saying, OK, well, you know, look, looting and rioting is wrong. And they're finally just saying that, like, there are people that are doing that. I think it's like 8% now that, that go violent. I think, like I think though, Biden has, yeah, and Biden has condemned that. He has, but this is public now where it's like an ad, meaning yeah. more people are seeing it because you can't right. stop an ad where you can, you know, just watch the Fox News and then mm -hmm. Fox News doesn't True. tell you about that stuff, right? So you don't know that. True. We need um, the message out big, there more. Exactly. There's that big echo chamber you got to get through to, to help the other, the other people who are true Republicans, right? Not Trumplicans, because again, they, they are who they are. And that's mm -hmm. fine. They're going to go that direction. But it's, it's the Republicans who are still going toward Trump right now that I want to reach personally, where it's like, consider the long-term ramifications. Like, I get you might be pissed off about this one thing, but man, that's, you're, you're betting it all on, you know, and the, yeah. and the nightmare that could ensue and the mm -hmm. risks that are involved versus going with Biden, right? I'm all about minimizing risk in my life. I want to make sure that we're not, you know, bringing up four years of chaos of this stuff. You know, like, again, I think if, if we had all known, hey, by the way, there's a pandemic coming up in three years. Who do you want to be president? Hillary would be sitting in that office right now. The whole locker up stuff probably would have stopped because nobody would have been like, let's get the reality star guy to run the pandemic. Nobody would have done that. They, I don't know about that, though. You're probably right, because it was crazy. You know, yeah, it really was. You know, when you think about it. Because he would have been and, the best. Nobody would well, have been a pandemic better than him <clears throat> with the messaging of this now anyway. You know, but again, you know, I didn't think either one of them were good back then. Um, None of them are ever good. I'm I so know. Tired of I mean, that I, argument. I, that, but I'm it, so tired of hearing that but argument. But there are They're people never that good. are good. People Reagan was years. good. There are people that move the country forward. Who moves it forward more? Right. That's what we look for. Who moves the country forward more? And you Who have to have faith in your leaders. And unfortunately, I think for Trump, for me, I lost my faith in him. Yeah. And you and yeah. a lot of other Republicans, like you said, you've yes. had friends themselves yes. that are doing that. And that's kind of my yes. personal mission for this podcast is for the remainder of the time that we have between now and the election is for us to be out there, for our listeners to be out there that are, that are open-minded enough you know, to look at this. And again, especially Republicans. Um, I, again, I, I, I'm center right. Like that's where I am. And, mm -hmm. and I, you know, the, what the Republican party has become the actual, you know, it's horrible. 
Republicans can save the Republican Party by voting for Biden. And there are a lot of them that will. The GOP, the GOP governor just – one of the governors of the GOP, and I forget which one, I'll have to look it up. But he just said he's voting for Biden yes. because they get it. Like finally the GOP, the real Republicans, not Trumpicans, mm-hmm. again, not the fanatics, but the real Republicans, the people who truly understand consequences – Right. And thinking ahead. And that's that's the issue. It's not about taking care of yourself today. It's making sure you still have something in three years and that and you got to think longer term with this stuff, especially with this, because big, massive changes get pushed in that have ramifications for a very long time. And and again, I don't think 40 more years of Trump would be great for that. But uh, but again, a lot of Republicans are starting to move over and which is good because other Republicans see other Republicans doing that, you know, which, again, kudos to Lincoln Project, kudos to Republicans voting against Trump. Uh, .org, rvat.org, like those YouTube channels that are out there with, because it gives social proof of like, you're not, because it's got to be lonely as a Republican, always, you know, being on this crap end of the stick and, and you don't want to vote for Trump, but you have no other choice. And then you realize like, okay, there's a bigger play here, right? There's another option. So that's, that's kind of my, my personal mission. Both of us just keep continuing to, to put that message out and hopefully turn a few heads because I don't think it'll take much. Biden's still in the lead, but not by 20 or 30 points, which is what he's going to need to be. Yeah, he really does. It's too close. It's way too close. Way too close. It's way too close. And, and here's, here's what they're already projecting is going to happen. So number crunchers right now. And again, this is, this is far out of the election. So this will change a lot. But so far, what basically people are, are saying is going to happen is, and, and this does, I don't have a reason to disbelieve this, that Trump will win, quote unquote, win. So there is no winning on election night. Like, let's make that clear. There is no winning. Right. There's no nothing because no one's going to know what the hell's going on for weeks. Right. But as of that night, if you just took the snapshot of the votes, Trump will be ahead. The problem is most Democrats are going to vote by mail. They're already, right. all the polls say that. It's like 60%, mm-hmm. 70%, which is the other thing. I mean, if you at all can, please vote in person. Mm-hmm. Like, Vote in person or vote now or whatever the earliest is for your state to get it in. So it, so we don't have to worry about waiting. Don't procrastinate this. Like this is the time where you got to take like just you have to take the action. And so like me personally, I'm just going to be voting in person because I, I have to make it count that night. Um, mm-hmm. And I hope a lot of other Democrats do because right now that's not what the polling says. They're all saying they're going to vote by mail and they're probably going to procrastinate it. And hopefully they do. But who knows? And that's a problem. Then you've got Republicans who is the exact opposite. Most are voting in person because they don't believe in coronavirus, right? So now again, I, I believe in coronavirus. I think it's not a hoax, but I will be wearing a mask. I'll be wearing, you know, I'll have all my production stuff out there because it's going to be a mess. I'm positive it'll be a mess in November. So, but still it's worth, for me, it's worth it that, you know, to make Absolutely. sure that the vote is counting. But Absolutely. Republicans are more naturally inclined to just go and do it, right? Because well, yeah. I mean, look at what they're doing now. Right. So, you know, so. Yeah, exactly. They d- basically demonstrated the Republican National Convention that, you know, we don't they don't pay attention to that. But either way, they're going to be at the polls is the point. And so that night, Trump's going to be ahead. And then when the swarm of votes get counted that are mail in ballots, because that's going to just it is going to crush the system. It's an overwhelming amount of votes that are coming in. So as this happens, then. Biden will start picking up, picking up, picking up, picking up and finally take it over to the point where Trump is going to start crying foul over and over mm-hmm. again, which he already is. He's already pre Well, he already it. is. I agree. He's already it. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and the problem is the Trumpicans won't stop him. They're just like, yeah, it's like, yeah. They're just, they are just go right along with it. You know, like he literally on a press conference, this was, I think yesterday's press conference, this is Friday's um, press conference. We record these on a Saturday. He's, he, this is on the, the 4th of September. He did a press conference. This is Trump where he 
went on this tirade about how if Hillary Clinton was president right now, we were already have lost two million Americans due to the war that would have happened with North Korea. And because he's president, we don't have a war with North Korea. And he went on this whole thing. And I'm just like, I don't know where that came from. Again, it's the same thing with the Biden stuff where it's like, well, if you go for Biden and the whole world's going to burn down and, you know, poor people are going to move to the suburbs like you know it's gonna he's going after the quote-unquote he keeps calling suburban women thank god or what is a suburban housewives yeah, so, he keeps yeah. doing that because he keeps pissing them off but it's good mm-hmm. like because he that's just how he feels about like he's clearly not hiding who he is so you everyone knows now like the first time okay right the second time you you should know better at this point because you, you, you know what you're getting. You're either voting for more reality show because you just don't care. But there's massive consequences that are come down the pike for that. Or you go, okay, well, that was a fun little experiment, but let's get back to reality. And you bring in Biden. Mm-hmm. And to me, is the only two clear choices. So let's talk about um, the uh, Trump's more recent scandal. This is from The Atlantic. And again, this will be flushed out over the next week is my guess because this is kind of like the last 24 48 hours this has kind of happened where they dropped this article that basically said trump was calling veterans um i want to say it was memorial day is what it was but he was talking about veterans that were had had passed as as losers and um some suckers and losers something like along those lines so basically disparaging fallen military and the atlantic had gotten this from um what people essentially think might be john kelly and Trump sort of floated that yesterday saying, well, I don't know, maybe you did because John Kelly was his chief of staff, John Kelly, big military guy. Um, and, and Trump really disparaged John Kelly in the same press conference on the 4th of September, where he's basically really talking about how the guy couldn't handle him. Like, you know, he just, it just, you know, you just don't, don't understand. He couldn't handle the pressure. I'm like, okay. So, and then, so, the, and so you got all this going on. Trump's already his military support in 2016. So a veteran support, 60% of veterans. Any idea what right. it is now? Probably uh, nothing. No, 37%. Whoa. It's Big fallen. Drop. It's fallen, which is good. And it's stuff like this that continues. But you look at, and this is the thing when people are like, no, Trump would never, you know, especially military, especially vets. And I, and I know a few that are supporting Trump. And I'm like, this is like, this is the leader you have. A ch- like I get a general you don't like, cause it's military chain of command. You can't vote in your generals. You can vote in the commander in chief. And you want this guy to be presented versus Biden. Who's had son in military. Like he kind of gets it more than mm-hmm. Trump gets it. And Biden called Trump out. Right. It was like, listen, my son was not a sucker. Like dude, right. seriously. So Biden's got moral ground. Biden's got actual experience with it. Right. Trump had, bone spurs and couldn't serve quote unquote <laughs> so you know the whole rich daddy syndrome but it's like you know this whole it, it just it's amazing it's to me it's amazing it's still 37 percent, right but again you're starting to get in the trumplican territory where they don't they just don't consider that it's kind of to the point where you've talked to some people who have said yeah 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 we just overlook that you just don't look at the stuff that's bad and everything's good all of a sudden which is true and also crazy mm-hmm. to do you right. Mm-hmm. So if you look at Trump and you take away all the bad stuff, there's only good stuff. And then you go, man, this guy's amazing. As long as you just don't look at the stuff that you don't like. But, you, but oh, it just that is makes no sense to me. I'm like speechless when I hear those when I hear that as an argument, because I'm like, but you just can't ignore it. And yet that's what they're taught. That's what they're led. 
That's what he does. He just ignores it. He's like, yeah, it does not a thing. It's a hoax. It's a witch hunt. That's what this new thing about the, you know, the troops is where he's disparaging me. He's like, ah, it's just a witch hunt. But he went on a huge tirade about it, which normally means it's something. It's been now verified by multiple other news agencies that this actually happened. And at this point, I, I, I don't think it's, it doesn't surprise me because look what he did with McCain publicly. Oh, yeah. That was horrible. So it's not like you can't go, well, wow, he's always been incredible with veterans. No, he's not. He's Mm -hmm. been disparaging the veterans a lot. And and it's finally like, again, because he's better than they're seeping down. That's the thing. Right. And and to their credit, as a group, they're they're they've clearly lost faith because they went from majority to minority and majority is now Biden. And that's interesting because that doesn't happen with Democrats. The military doesn't typically go Democrat right no, now. They, they are they are in the recent polls. They're leaning Democrat as a body, which I think is amazing and a testament to the troops to be like, okay, we have some independent thinkers that are not just going to, you know, go for the the strength of the military. People realizing this is not the guy. He's wearing the cape, but this is kind of like the wolf in sheep's clothing type thing. Like he's wearing yep, the cape yep. of it, but he's not it. Whereas Biden doesn't necessarily wear the cape of he's going to fund the military and everything, but he is that guy, you know. Because he's moderate, because he's in the middle, and you don't have this extreme. We don't need the extremists. We need some moderation in America, and bringing the moderates back is going to help because people will start negotiating and talking. And for everybody that's complaining about how divisive America is, then vote for Biden because this is a guy who's moderate. This is a guy who's going to help bring the middle back together. It may not well, be the, everything they, you want, but it'll be something. Right, and until they um, stop looking at the entire Democratic Party – True. Which is what a lot of people are looking at, which is why they claim socialism. Yes. They have to look at the individual and what they believe. Yes, that's exactly right. It's it's the same thing <clears throat> as if you and I were painting and I and I and I think, you know, we've taken great pains to not lump in. This is why I'm personally going with the Trump looking thing, because it mentally helps me get, separate them out. There are actual real Republicans that are moderate, that are good, even some that are way kind of to the right which you, you need because you need a healthy mix of, of people's opinions all mm-hmm. across the scale, right? From mm-hmm. the left to the right, you need that. Mm-hmm. There's these radical ends on both, right? So in the, in the Democrats, they're, they're the socialist progressive thing. And then on the, on the right is the Trumpicans where they, you know, neither, and neither side thinks they just take action on what they think is good for right now, the second and say stuff, but they don't think about consequences, which is where you get the Democrats or not, excuse me, I, I just did it. It's where you get the progressive socialist party saying, oh, we're going to pay for everything all the time for everybody, you know, and they truly want that sort of socialist agenda, but it's like three people, right? It's not a lot. And then, and it's not any chance, any chance of it coming out, but they will put stuff forward, which of course doesn't work in the real world, which is why none of that's ever happening. The problem is Republicans went to the Trumplicans and the Trumplicans base started growing enough where it actually got power and got stuff to do. And that's what infected the, the Republican party. To the point now where a lot of Republicans are jumping ship, not jumping ship. They're they're they are crossing lines. I think albeit it'll be temporary and it need, but it needs to be. There's no other choice. They have to. I agree. I have to tell you though, I don't think I have ever remembered seeing that happen in any other election. Republicans going to the Democrat. Yeah. Yeah. Not to the extent that they are now. Yeah, and not publicly. Not, but but thank God, like the ones that are Republicans out there that are publicly saying I'm a Republican, like all the all those. And again, this isn't just ex-Republicans who are now disgruntled because they lost their election. Like for sure, there are those people like, like um, I think it's Jeff Slater. I might get his name wrong, but he's a Senator was a Senator in Utah. 
he was against Trump when he was in Senate. He was he was one of those anti-Trump people. And he got booted. Basically, he, he didn't rerun is what it was. He quit. He's like, I'm done. Like, I can't do this anymore. This is ridiculous. And, and mm-hmm. kudos to him. Um, but he said he would vote for Trump. So there's a there's a case. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Golly. He said he would vote for Biden. There's a mm-hmm. case to be said. That guy's just pissed off at Trump. It's personal, blah, blah, blah. And the Trump looking could make that case. Fine. I don't, it's, I don't think that's the case at all with him. But let's say it is. But then you go to Republicans who vote against Trump, which is normal, everyday Americans who voted yes. for Trump in 2016. Watch mm-hmm. those videos at least one a day, like a couple a week, something just to get a different perspective on people like especially I'm talking to the Republicans who voted for Trump. Anybody who voted for Trump in 2016. Watch those mm-hmm. videos just to get a different perspective. Maybe, especially if you're like, yeah, I'm still going to vote for Trump. Maybe you still watch those videos and you still vote for Trump. That's fine. But there are people like you, I guarantee you, people like you that had your situation, had your same reasons that can talk to you, you know, as like, just like you would, right? Because there's a lot, I have, a, I have a, a, a challenge with that because I didn't vote for Trump at the beginning. So already my credibility is hurt with them, right? They're not going to listen to what I say. Um, but listen to what others like you say and are saying and more and more and more and more and more and more every day, fortunately. Because Trump, the Trumplican battle plan right now is talk to the base, talk to the base, talk to the base, and the base mm-hmm. is whittling down. He's not bringing in more voters. And so if this continues, I think it's a personally, I think it's an okay plan because if that continues, the base will get smaller and smaller and smaller. It'll get more and more radical. That's the problem. That's mm-hmm. a huge problem because he's going to have a lot of people riled up. And that's a, that's a huge problem because it's a big chunk, but they're going to be riled up more than the rest of the country will be riled up. And that's, that's where problems reside. You know, when it comes to whatever happens with the election and the fraud claims and everything else. But this is where we got to prepare now and say, okay, well, in that case, everyone who's at all possible that you can go and vote in person or vote early, do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do not wait. Do not wait. Because it's just, you're you're literally causing issues. But if we can eliminate at all, if it becomes an overwhelming, there was only, there was, there was studies done. They're already doing this. They're doing like, um, political game playing with all these different universities getting together with, with GOP members and Democrat members. And they're, they're doing these scenarios of, okay, what happens here? What happens here? What happens if they do this? What happens if they do that? Um, with just real credible people who are in, in the real world doing this stuff and saying, okay, here's let's, let's role play what this might look like. There's only one scenario that doesn't end in chaos. Most scenarios do complete chaos. One mm-hmm. doesn't. The only one that doesn't is an over, and it's something we mentioned already. It's an overwhelmingly win overwhelmingly large win by Biden, right? where you just can't argue with it. Right. Because right. at that point, the, what the play was, what the scenario is, is at that point, the GOP would go to Trump and they would take, take everything away. They would right. go to him and say, it's game over, dude. You've been, you've been canceled. You got to stop this. There is no more. We're not, we're not going to support this. All of a sudden, you're going to see Lindsey Graham start saying, no, I think he's, he's wrong. You're going to start seeing Rand Paul say, no, he's wrong. You see all the Republicans start coming right back in line. Mitch McConnell will say, no, he's wrong. And then they will all say, America first, blah, blah, blah. Right? And then they'll all hate Biden after this is done. But that's okay. I want to get to that point. I want that to be our problem again. But Right now, if we don't do that, if we don't have, if Biden does not have, if the Biden campaign doesn't have an overwhelming win, it's just going to be chaos. And so try to avoid that. I'm not saying we can, but man, if we're going to go down into chaos, let's go down swinging and at least get to the polls, vote in person if at all possible. And if it's not, vote early. And whatever your state is, you probably have something that you could vote early, vote absentee, something that you can do. So just research it, Google it. 
Um, and you know, that's, that's going to be it. And that's, that's going to be the message is, is helping, you know, Republicans kind of take care of their party by, you know, voting for the other guy in this case, because that'll, that will really heal things. And then getting to the polls and making sure and for everybody on both sides, get to the polls. So we know faster versus having to drag this out any more than we need to and hear about how mail fraud is happening everywhere. We know that's never been proven ever, but keeps being repeated by Fox news and the right wing. So without saying that it's never been proven. They just say it's happened. So, but it is not. Yes, it's happened technically, but it's not happened to any way that's actually affected uh, such a minor number of cases. And most of them are Republican where the frauds happened anyway. All right, so what else you got? Well, I'll tell you, I was really interested in the uh, Nancy Pelosi hair salon trip. Hair salon with, yeah, that was a huge error on her behalf. Huge, Huge error. error. I felt that was um, feeling privileged. It probably, it probably is, mm-hmm. but it's also it's also an error. Like you should never have done that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just politically, you're in the public eye. People are looking for dirt on you constantly. Don't give anybody an excuse for anything. Wear a mask. Yeah. That's all she had to do. Right. Is wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's get cut. Out. I think in California. And I don't know this for facts. I don't know the California laws, but I heard somewhere that somebody said the hair salon has to be done outside. Seems weird, but maybe yeah. California. I guess well, you could in California. As I, <laughs> yeah, as I understand it, hair salons are forbidden to operate. Yeah. Yeah, that's my. That was that's what so, I heard too. So I don't know that for a fact, but but it makes sense because California is kind of a, you can do stuff outdoors more often. So yeah. it's more temperate climate. So it should have been outdoors, and it should have been wearing a mask. And it was just freaking getting your hair cut. Like, come on, like step up and sacrifice a little bit and let's not, let's not be all warm and cozy. Um, Cause now's well, not the time it's poor leadership. Right? Exactly. It's poor, it's poor leadership and they can't afford missteps like that because again, it just riles up the Trumplicans. Right. And I get it. Like, I think it's bad. I don't think it was great at all. I don't defend it. I think oh, she, she clearly should not have done that. And going forward, I think she will be a lot better um, when it comes to think it's like that, but there's going to be gaps on both sides. So you know, I'm, I doesn't, for me personally, it doesn't affect the vote. You know what I mean? That's not, that's not for me to go like, cool. Now well, I'm gonna, no, now I'm look uh, at, you know, I, you know, I, I am for... absolutely not affected as far as Biden is concerned. Um, I'm not a fan of Pelosi. Right. Um, and so to me, I guess I just felt like it just shows that uh, the wealthy just think that they're better than everyone else. Um, just because they have money. And I just think that's, it's wrong. You know, why should she be treated differently than anyone else? So speaking of wealthy, um, Biden's tax plan, have you looked at that at all? I have not recently. I will open that one up. So I was, I was watching a a YouTube video and I, and I try to keep a reasonably healthy open mind when it comes to stuff. Cause the truth is always somewhere in the middle for me, right? There's, there's not mm-hmm. anything that says the truth ever, 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 mm-hmm. ever, including this show. We do as best we can to stay in the middle, but you know, everything, take everything you hear with a grain of salt, investigate it for yourself. And that's mm-hmm. where you find your own mm-hmm. truth. Right. So I look for the left leaning stuff. I look for right leaning stuff. And so I was watching one that was clearly, I could just tell by the title was clearly anti this whole tax plan. It was Joe Biden's raising taxes on workers. Yeah, but he's not. That's the thing. And this is when you watch the video, it's these guys sitting there around the table talking about stuff. And he's like, yeah, it's got my thing from Goldman Sachs. And here's, and actually I like this guy's stuff. He's got a lot of cool stuff. Um, Value Tame is the name of his channel. So I think, and I think he's 
he's really got some incredible advice when it comes to business and marketing and sales. And he's got a great men, uh, mentality when it comes to that stuff. He, he really does a lot of good stuff. So I'm not disparaging him at all. But this particular thing was a little misleading where it's like, okay, he's got this thing from Goldman Sachs. And obviously this guy does well, which is fine, right? That's what you want in America. You want to do well. But mm-hmm. their big complaint was capital gains. It was going up. So when you actually go through the plan, it was nothing about, and there was two, to their, two, again, two value team credit. They, one of their, one of their panelists. Now, again, he was, they're all basically financial guys that are, you know, financial advisors, insurance, and, you know, investors and that sort of thing um, for the most part, but, uh, but very pro business, which is fine. I'm pro business. I love freaking small business. I think it's amazing, but they're they're as they go through this plan, they really just said capital gains is going to double Right. If it, if it passes, capital gains would double. It's going to 39% versus like the 21%, whatever it is now. So basically it doubles. So and that's, that's long term capital gains, which means anything that you, if you make a, if you buy something, you know, this year and you sell it after this year, right? After 12 months, you go to more than 12 months and it's after this year, then whatever you, the profit that you made would be taxed at 39%. That is a rich people problem. Right, middle yes, class typically would, doesn't have a problem with. Capital. I was going to say they that have that's not gains. going to affect the middle class, exactly as right. I understand it. Because... That's not going to affect ninety-eight percent of America, probably right. ninety-nine, because right. they don't have they don't have this problem of making so much money in no, you know, of a year because they're not buying and investing and doing all that stuff. So yes, is it going to affect some people? Absolutely, but you know what? It is time to give back for now. Well, and it's basically forever, the other now. taxes are going to affect people who are making. More than four hundred thousand dollars a that's year. Exactly right. So you have these so tax rates that's going up. Not the majority of the people. And you have corporate rates going up, so it's going to affect businesses yes. as well. But corporate mm-hmm. rates are not going as high as they were in the Obama end. They're kind of in the middle. So they're they are going up, but they're just not going. They're not going up as high as they were. So I didn't see anything about it. And then and then their point was, and again, I don't I don't I don't uh, agree with this particular thing. They said, well. Because basically it became this like, I can't believe they're raising taxes on everybody. And, and again, to, to their credit, to the, to the credit of the panel of this little mini show they were having, one of the guys was like, well, listen, you know, this is not going to affect everyday people. <laughs> like they, they, they had really acknowledged that, right? right? Taxes are not going up on basically anybody that most of us know. Like that's just what it's going to be. No one's going to feel the pinch. It's the, the ultra rich that are going to feel the pitch and, and the very rich that are going to feel the pitch. And that's okay. And Joe Biden will feel the pinch. Joe Biden's going to feel the pinch. And Nancy Pelosi's going to feel the pinch. Like all, they're, all, they're, all, they're all going to feel the pinch and it's good. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump will feel the pinch. Absolutely. So, so they were going this and the guy's like, well, listen, it's not going to affect everyday people. And then, the, then his point was, and this is the, the main host of the show. Um, and his point was, yeah, but where's this money best spent? Do I want that $3 trillion in the hands of the government or do I want it in the hands of small business owners who can take it and double and triple blah, blah, blah. And there's definitely an argument to say that entrepreneurs create value. I'm a big believer in that. Entrepreneurs, small businesses, like I'm right there with you. They create value, 100%. But not all entrepreneurs do that. And so the problem is that doesn't scale. Like if you, if you need to help build a society, you can't rely on, you know, maybe if entrepreneurs figure out how to do that or not, you have to have structured government. Just like that's why entrepreneurs are not out there building roads necessarily. The government controls all of that because if we had a mm-hmm. bunch of, if we had millions of people build, building different roads everywhere, it'd be chaos. You have to have a superstructure that right. comes in and says, okay, well, we have to have a system and roads and licensing and we can't build a road wherever we want it. We, you know, you have to have certain types and there's gotta be safety requirements. And it's the same thing when it comes to social, um, the social safety net that exists as our society. Because if we bring up the bottom, bottom of the ladder, if you make the, the bottom higher, the top also goes higher. And that's what I think people forget, especially the people that they anti-tax for the rich people, which there's not a lot of those, but the few that are out there, 
is if you, again, if you make the bottom high, if you raise the bottom, the top cannot help but get higher. Like that's the whole society mm-hmm. improves when you raise. It's like, it's like the whole saying of, you know, the strength of a chain is down to its weakest link, right? The chain's only strong right. its weakest link. Well, if you make that weaker link stronger, the chain is stronger. If you make the society, right, right where the level of society is, is actually, you can't go as low anymore. And you, and you just raise that bottom level of what, of what that minimum is, the whole society gets stronger, which makes mm-hmm. it a better environment to grow business. And that's the kind of thing. It's like investing back in the dirt. Right. So if, if we're, if businesses or plants that are coming out of there, it's, it's fertilizing the dirt, just like you do with a garden. You can't not fertilize a garden. Eventually that thing's just going to die out. You have to rotate crops. You have to put nutrients back in the soil. It's the same thing with society. Society helps businesses survive. And so I, and I am very, very pro business, but I also understand the environment that businesses grow in and they need mm-hmm. good dirt, which is the society, right? We need to have that. We need to have, make, make sure our customers are making money. And, you know, if they're not happy, then we're not going to have customers. Like that's exactly like, so you, it's okay to take care of that. And it's temporary. This is, this is not forever and ever. Taxes are definitely going up no matter what, no matter what they have to, they have to because of where we are, but temporarily, like, is that a reason to not vote for Biden? I don't think so. And one of the guys was, he was like, well, I'm going to vote for Trump just because of capital gains tax. And I'm like, well, you're, you need to think through that because there's a whole lot of other things that are going to come down with that little package. You might get that one thing and it's going to cost you a whole lot more than freaking extra 20% of taxes would have. So yeah, Biden's not really raising taxes on anybody that anybody's going to nope. can't, certainly can't afford it. So there's that. Um, yeah. He'll have the higher taxes on the wealthy. That's have, just, have you talked to anybody else in Trumplandia about, I the- have not this week. Um, because the more the more of that, so I think there's there's two two things I would be curious that you have access to that I I they don't have as much access to is the Trumplandia view, and kind of where they are and testing the waters, and then getting the Democrats, the ones or or the Biden supporters, let's say, because that's now it's Democrats and Republicans, real Republicans, so Democrats and Republicans going voting for Biden, those Biden supporters, talking to them to see when they're going to vote and how they're going to vote. I think is the conversation to start having now. Okay. Yeah. How are you, you going to um, make sure your vote is done and counting by November 3rd? That's yeah. the important part because we have to show this massive. I, Biden I do know do, that there scandal. are uh, a lot of people where I'm located now that were originally going to do the um, by mail vote, mm-hmm. but have changed their minds. That's awesome. So they're going to vote. They in, are in definitely going early. in, in person yeah. and per- they just That's don't great. trust it. I don't, I don't either. You know, and you know? it's sad to say, but I, I just want it to be like, man, if we all did that and had these really long lines where we had to talk about 2020 and the way it finally ended was we had to stand in line to vote for 12 hours, you know, and get there at three in the morning and just to make sure our vote counted because we cared that much. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. You know, when we were talking about the taxes, of course, we were talking about the wealthy tax. Now, yep. that's not the only thing, you know. Biden wants to do, not in the taxing, I mean, taxing the wealthy is not the only way to narrow the income gap. So what he is also suggesting. Can, can you also talk about, I want to have you talk about the income gap because you sent me an interesting video because you were researching. I did. You were, you were I did. researching the income inequality and we've talked about this before, but I don't know if it really hit home as much as when you saw the video, you're like, whoa. Yeah, right. It, it was quite interesting. Um, and you may want to share that video. Uh, I don't I'll, have I'll it in it, front of me. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, for people to see because um, I found that to be very interesting. That was given to me by a friend of mine. 
And I thought that was really, really interesting. Also scary, very scary. Um, but in, in, in order to narrow the income gap, you have to help the poor to, um, you know, like one of the things Biden wants to do is expand the child care. Yeah, you got to bring up the bottom. And yeah. I, and, and, and that's how I, I always see it. I, I'm not a – like helping the poor, I think, is – it goes back to what you talked about when we were talking about um, languaging and what you call things. And there's yes. the helping the poor that people hear as giving away money to people who don't deserve it, mm-hmm. you know, which is not what we're saying. Well, that's it. No, no. You don't want to hand out things and, and make them just depend on the government. That is not what it's about. It's one thing to help somebody and give them a foot up, but then you you need to not enable them. Right. You know, by continuing to give, give, give. That's not what it's all about. And not, and not create a system where that's that's what the easiest thing to do is. Right. You know? Because there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of times where the rules are, you know, and this is what's been happening to income inequality is, you know, the, it's like the, it's the law of numbers. The more money you have, the more money you make. That's just how it's always going to work. So the trick is get a lot of money. Well, the, if you have an insanely large amount of money and you improve that by 2 or 3%, right, when you've got hundreds of billions of dollars improved by 2 or 3%, which is not a huge return, it's a lot of money. And mm-hmm. that's why the rich keep getting exponentially richer while right. the poor are not. And there's right. a finite amount in the system. And so that's where it's, it's kind of coming from. And so the, and meanwhile, the laws, the rules of the game start changing because these ultra rich can do things that nobody else have access to, mm-hmm. right? They, they can get more stuff done. Even the wealthy can get more stuff done because their, their rules are very different. They have more ability to save wealth, to invest, to grow. It's easier for them to succeed because they're in they're, as as you as you grow through American capitalism and you move up through the levels of you know poor to to, to middle class to upper middle class to wealth to wealthy to rich to ultra rich the rules change and the rules get easier and then all of a sudden you get momentum and that's mm-hmm. and but the the momentum the hardest place to start is the poor hardest place because you're basically you have no money to invest you have no money to save you're barely scraping by probably not even that probably he's living off credit cards and, and raising those up which is just a trap right? So you have this whole thing that happens. And then how do you get out of that? Right. Hard, very hard, possible, hundred percent possible. And there are always people that do it, which is what everybody points to and says, well, that one person did, which is true, but it's, it's unlikely. It's like what, you know, like a lottery ticket thing. It's like, yeah, it's because one person won a lottery ticket. doesn't mean the lottery should be your retirement plan. You know, you got to make it easier for them to climb the ladder, at least in the beginning to get a little bit of momentum. And then it's up to their muscle, right? And, and their learning and, and growth and everything else. So what's Biden doing on that? Oh, as far as those other tax breaks? Well, yeah, because you were mentioning asking? he's trying to help out. And, yes. And well, of course, he wants to increase the child care credit to $8,000 up to 16000 So for two kids. Um, he wants to forgive student loan debt and exclude the forgiven amount from being taxed. Which uh, I'm not sure whether he's going to have a cap on that amount um, of the student loan debt. Like, you know, maybe it'll be capped at ten thousand. I don't know. Um, expanding, he wants to expand the work opportunity tax credit to include military spouses um, and enhance tax breaks and access to the 401k plans for so people who people are saving. Yeah. Right. So people can. Uh, save more 
And I think this is a good one. He's creating tax credits for small businesses, or he'd like to uh, create tax credits for small businesses that offer retirement plans. I think that's really important. I think that is too, because that encourages, and that goes back to this this other guy that was talking about how you know is money better in the hands of entrepreneurs? Like some entrepreneurs, for sure, it is, but mm-hmm. not not every not entrepreneurs as a whole. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's because it, the government can do things like that to say, well, we're going to encourage small businesses to do this. We're going to encourage the growth of small businesses where they can give out little micro grants or something to help people start businesses that otherwise couldn't. That's a way to bring up mm-hmm. the bottom. Right mm-hmm. to say, hey, if you want to get started, here's you know here's a ten thousand dollar grant or something that you could apply for. Not again, not to the yes, there'll be fraud, I get it, but you know for the most part it won't be, and there'll be success stories that come out of there, you know. Right. And I, I don't know that that's even a thing, but just that idea of the government's the only thing that can do that, that that can feed the soil, right? It's got to right. nourish the soil that that grows business, and you can't keep growing business without healthy soil. And that's the problem with the, with the ultra rich is where you get this big giant trees that are in this garden that are just sucking out all the nutrients so that all the plants around there can't ever grow anywhere near as big because there's nothing, there's just not, they don't have the resources to do it. Right. Unless they get right, right. lucky. So that's, I mean, that all, again, that all sounds super positive to me. And then you look at the Republican, does to me. What's, what's the Republican plan? Uh, 2016. We're going to do what we did in 2016. Anything, well, they, you wrong? know, the funny thing is I, I still don't understand why Trump thinks this is going to work. It, when, and, of course, a lot of people I don't think are participating in it with the payroll tax. The payroll, he, he wants to eliminate that. But the bottom line is people don't realize they're going to have to pay that back next year. You're not getting it for free. So here's, here's this is not money that's get, so a lot of businesses are not even in participating. I know in I know a, a few people in this area, and you're exactly right. So the advice that's basically going out to business owners to small businesses is that everyone that's a professional is basic again not a political but a professional accountant or something like that. Pretty much across the board, they are all recommending that you don't do it. Absolutely. You don't withdraw it. And that's because the guidance has been horrible. There's, 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 there's no rules. It's just like the guy just wrote a thing, said executive order, and bam. And then there's no rules around it. So the rules came out very last minute. Like I think it was last week, actually. So it's only, right. been, only been a week since the rules came out. They came out right before the, the deadline. So they came out on the 28th of, of August. This is supposed to start being in play in September 1st. So it was like on a Friday night, they dropped the rules of the weekend. So nobody had any time. They had basically one business day to figure out what this thing was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it was pretty much what everybody thought it was, which is to your point, it's a deferral. So it's not something that goes away forever. You just have to pay it back. Just like if you did um, a forbearance on your mortgage and they say, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to pay my mortgage's payment. Great. Well, you don't have to pay your $1,000 this month, but you got to pay $2,000 next month. It doesn't go away. It just, it just, you just delay the inevitable payment. So there's that. The problem of what if an employee leaves or quits? Who's on the hook? And no one knows. Right. So they basically have to make the assumption the business is on the hook because you're not going to mm-hmm. chase the employee down and go get it. Right. That's right. just too hard. Who's going to do that? There's, there's not enough system for that. So that means the businesses are on the hook. So does the business want to take a risk? That they could be on the hook to pay these taxes for these people that do it defer them. No, so they just don't do it, and that's mm-hmm. exactly what's happening because it's such a again not thought out. Nothing's thought out with this guy. Nothing's thought out. It's just no. here's an idea. Bam, signed. Do it. Oh, it doesn't work. That's fine. Oh, we'll just close the borders. Oh, we'll just do this. I'm just. Oh, we'll just ban these people from these countries. I'm like, oh my god. Just think three steps ahead. That's all I ask. You don't need to think three hundred steps. Just the first three. Because a lot of times you, it keeps you from doing these knee-jerk reactions that are just damaging. So, yeah. And did you did you look at the Republican platform at all? 
put it in the show notes. You didn't do it. I can tell by the pause. I did not. I knew. I, I, I knew before I, I asked. Yep, I yep. I'm afraid I did not. It. I'm telling you, you need to look at it. Go to the show notes. Everybody watching this, go to the show notes. I'll put it. I'll put it, put it in the show notes for the rest of this until the election. Because, man, it, it just it's insane. How the again, I I I don't want to disparage real Republicans, but how the Trumplicans, which are now operating under the Republican name how their platform talk about not thinking ahead how their platform is we we will do whatever trump wants it's just that's what it is like you can't even argue with it they wrote it down we will enthusiastic support president trump and here's 2016 like it like the next page this is this is the 2016 platform <laughs> yeah i and now i have it's, seen that where it's basically it, nothing's changed nothing's it's it's not basically nothing no, it's it, literally here's here's the homework I did last week, so you should take that again for this week's homework. Yeah, that's what it is. Here's the plans we had four years ago. We're just going to do that stuff, and then plus enthusiastically support Donald J. Trump, which whatever the guy wants, we're going to give him. Now that does not make sense to a real Republican. I know it doesn't because I've talked to them. You've talked to them. Does not make sense, but to a Trumplican, hundred percent. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Whatever Trump, he's amazing. He's great. He's this, he's that, he's whatever. But that took, when you, when you look at what's happening and you go, one party is thinking ahead. They've got this plan. They've, they're, they understand 2020 and the world that we're in right now. It's very different than it was four years ago. So there's different solutions for different problems. And the mm-hmm. Trumplicans operating under this Republican <clears throat> thing, just more of the same, yep. uh, you know, not even, not even trying to address it not even trying to think about it and quite literally even even the Republican national convention where you had like Larry Kudlow talking about coronavirus in the past tense and telling the story of the great coronavirus that is now beyond us and how president Trump survived. And we all did great because I'm like, Oh my God, it's just, well, and that's what I don't get because even, even uh, this morning I was listening to a very little blurb of uh, what Trump was saying. And he was basically trying to say that the economy is doing great and retail's done higher than what anybody, than what they did last year. It's always that, what, any, what anybody could have predicted. <laughs> and, I, and I'm thinking, really? Yeah. You know, where did you get your numbers? And I don't so here's, know where he's- here's, here's the curious thing about numbers. He's not necessarily wrong. So when you say, oh, let's say, for example, you like with unemployment and stuff like that unemployment Uh makes a big jump month over month the biggest jump it's ever been in history let's say he can Uh say that say it's the biggest jump it's ever been in history it's because of my leadership blah 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 blah. but the reason that you know he can say that and then when you still look at everything say where were we in february where are we now (laughs) right you go there's a whole different well month over month it was a huge jump but really Mm -hmm. we're still half we're half of the jobs back so exactly. yeah, of course it was a big jump because you were talking with a smaller number. That's how percentages work. Like it's just math. Mm-hmm. But but again, people don't realize that because they hear the headlines, right? right. Of like biggest wage growth and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, but we're still half where we were. We are half right. recovered right now. And still- did you know? Did you hear about the the more recent study where they basically said by January first they're predicting four hundred thousand deaths. We're at one hundred eighty seven ish right yes. now. Yes. By January first, four hundred thousand deaths. Why? People are going to be indoors and they mm-hmm. predict people are not going to wear masks. Right. Because we don't have a leader who wore a mask. And we'll talk about mm-hmm. that. <sighs> yeah. More leadership. More leadership. Exactly. Like this. this is what we don't need. Mm-mm. 
I mean, I have heard over and over again that this fall will be a very devastating flu and COVID season. I think it will. I mean, there's, there's not anybody too. out there it, saying it's not. It and frightens then, me to death. That Trump saying he's going to have a you know a vaccine by October that he's pressuring oh. the CDC is changing how they calculate things. Like there's all sorts of mess going on. But there's that's why you look at everybody. You can't just look at one. Us included. Yeah, but, you, you know, I also hear the public saying, you know, the majority of the public is saying, hey, we're not getting that vaccine. 44% saying they're going to let somebody else take it first. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they do not want to take it. I personally don't think I want to. Yeah. It's you know, I'm high risk individuals first anyway. Um, that it was funny because I, I think I, I'm not sure if I told you this or not. There was a Axios interview that um, they did on HBO. And the one guy, he was asking this guy and he was talking about how. He said um, he was interviewing um, the CEO of Eli Lilly, which is a big pharmaceutical company. And he was right, right. And the reporter, and I thought it was a stupid question. The reporter said, um, well, how are you going to stop riots from the drugstores? Which, A, not that guy's problem. So why would you even ask that? This is such a stupid question. And, and normally I like their stuff to some extent. I mean, they're a little left wing for sure. Like, but but I, they ask him intelligent questions and they push back. They did an incredible interview with Trump that was right up there with Chris Wallace from Fox. They both did very hard-hitting interviews with Trump, and the guy just fell apart. It was amazing, and it was awesome, and thank God there are reporters out there who still do that. This particular guy, and I think he's the founder of Axios, but he asked that stupid, stupid question because, um, A, no one's going to do that because 64% of the country is like, you go first. No one's mm-hmm. going to buy it for vaccines at a drugstore. Not this guy's problem to solve anyway. He just produces the thing. So he's not CVS or Walgreens. If he was that, maybe it, that question would have relevance, but probably not because America is not trying to do a vaccine. So I just thought it was, it was just kind of funny how he asked that. But it's what the, the rollout plan is going to be. It's going to go to nursing homes first. Like, right? Like, that just makes sense. So when, yeah. you, look at, when you look at Scott Gottlieb, which is a guy that I, I really like watching because he's all across the news channels um, and, you know, in, in a wide variety of news channels that he's out there speaking. He used to run the FDA. So the guy knows what he's talking about. And he's basically like, here's the rollout plan. Like, I understand. It. And he's, he is saying... Um, that the FDA, he still doesn't believe the FDA would would bend a political pressure to put something out there that they truly believe is unsafe. They they would not do that. He said you would see people resign first. Um, Fauci's also said if he sees anything like that, he would say something. And yeah. And Fauci also said he does not believe that is the case that that wouldn't happen. So you got some credibility there. But if a vaccine right. is officially approved by the FDA, it's better than average chance. It's better. It's good, right? Um, and they're going to roll it out to high risk anyway. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to go to the nursing home more and the healthcare workers and that sort of thing. So everyone will have a chance to see everyone else take it first anyway. Most Americans won't even be a bit, have the ability to take it until 2021, probably the, you know, middle part of by this thing, by the time it gets produced. Cause that was the other problem that, that Eli Lilly was saying, you know, they've never, he goes, you know, whenever we've produced medicine before, even popular medicine, you look at like 10 or 12 million shots, essentially, right? Like 12 million doses. Of right, right. Is. Because this is a billions thing. He's yeah. like, how do you go? Like, if you just think about the scale of that, you're used to, you're of a company which can produce 10 or 10 or maybe even 20 million on a good day where it's like that's mm-hmm. stressing, stressing the system, 20 million doses that are produced of this product that you've created. And now you need to do a billion. That's not, that's like, 100 million, 200 million, like a, that's a lot of doses. So it's going to like the production of this, the supply chains and everything else that are involved, like it's going to be a monumental task. So that mm-hmm. vaccine will definitely not be available, which is what led that dude to ask about, you know, the whole like riots and drugstores. But again, no one's out there 
<laughs> Everyone's like, you go first. Yeah. It's like when you, when you have a line of people and you see the comedy shows where you, you know, somebody volunteers, but the rest of them just all step back except for one. Right, right. It's like that. <laughs> We're like, who wants to volunteer? And like, you know, 35% of America stands there and the other 67% take a step back. We're like, oh, I guess they're going first. Yep, so, yep. But it makes sense. Like, you know, high risk. It's fear, so, absolutely. Well, and, and, and it makes sense at high risk, like nursing homes. I think that's oh, positively, makes, positively. Because the odds are it's going to be bad. So you have to do something and, and you know, it should be hopefully good. I mean, you know, like I said Russia had some promising results with theirs. They came out with their vaccine. They, yes. just, they just announced it as a vaccine before they tested it effectively. But now yeah. they're testing it more and releasing data, which essentially is our version of a phase one trial. And the phase one trial went well. We've had a lot of vaccines go through phase one, phase two. We're already some in phase three. Right, so right. Russia's is not, has not really been tested at scale. So no. it may still fall apart. Um, but at the end of the day, who cares who makes it as long as there's a bunch. And there'll be a lot of them out there. There's lots of different ones. So that's kind of. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of companies. It's not an yeah. if, but when. And it's not a one, but it's going to exactly. be Exactly. So exactly. That, that part is all good. This is definitely coming to an end eventually. We'll get a kind of yes. a grip on this. Um, it's going to be a little while. So, yes. All right. Well, anything else you want to highlight or discuss? Not that I can think of today. Right. Um, Why don't you take us on home? All righty. Um, you have been listening to Politics with Mom, and we welcome you. We would uh, love it if you would watch our YouTube channel under Politics with Mom and leave us a comment. And also give us a like. That would really help us. And subscribe. Um, you, want it, you want people to subscribe to the channel. Absolutely. And please subscribe. subscribe. Yes. Um, also, you can find us on politicswithmom.com, politics at gmail.com, and on Twitter at politicswithmom. Nicely done. And I'll tell you, you know, and I think we, should, we can kind of end with this. Our, our continuing increasing listener count. So we were originally at like seven, I think. And then we got to like 13. Mm-hmm. I think we might be in the twenties. Wow. And, and if you think about it, if you think about it, that makes us one of the fastest growing podcasts on the planet. Cause over the past week we've grown by almost a hundred percent growth. That's the, hey, problem. that's pretty, pretty that's good the law of numbers. So you can People go out there and say, us. Hey, our podcast has just doubled its listener count. That's what you can go. To <laughs> there you go. <laughs> our podcast has doubled last week. It was amazing. How many people nobody could have predicted how many people would be listening to politics with mom. So we'll, we'll play the numbers like Trump plays the numbers, but yep. yeah, it's, it's, it's in the twenties. We're good. So thank you. Thank you for all of those who are out there. Absolutely. Are, thank you. Who are becoming you know, more loyal listeners and uh, spreading the word a little bit, but, but you know, and I mean, learning. absolutely appreciate that. Thinking a little differently. We always want to hear other people's opinions. So if you don't agree with us, that's fine. It's not about agreeing. It's about moving the thing forward. Ew. And, um, and, you know, hopefully if there's conversations that are happening because of this at other people's dining room tables or, you know, zoom phone calls or however people are communicating nowadays where they can to help, push this thing and and you know but do it with respect do it with respect 100 percent. and agree to disagree yes and it does not need to be keep talking keep talking to each other even if even if they drive you nuts i got i got a really good friend of mine that's like that where he like he he uh he will send me all sorts of text messages that are just uh and uh but he's a friend of mine and i'm like okay you're still gonna be a friend of mine i don't agree at all with you he is by far a trumplican like mm-hmm. to the extreme trumplican <laughs> like he's he is he is he's the epitome of all of that uh, well but, and some people he, are just he, he wears right. it well but i'll give i'll give him credit 
he will open up CNN and then trash it before he reads most of the stuff, but he'll still, he'll, he'll still have a conversation about it. And that's why we both, you know, we'll go out for a beer or whatever. And with masks, we wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll go out and, and, and he will, you know, we'll have these little conversations and he'll, he'll go back and forth and then come out with those conspiracy theories. And, you know, I, I will, I will say, and this is, this is really good for me. He's already made two bets with me. One he's going to is a hundred dollar bet for beer, right? Just beer money. Mm-hmm. So I basically don't have to pay for my beer for a while. Um, <laughs> he, he made a hundred dollar bet. He'd pay for my beer up to a hundred bucks. Um, if Biden won. So, so far, so good. I have that, I think, in the bag. Still, mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. the real reason I'm doing this podcast, people. It's because I want my free beer. <laughs> so get Biden so, so I can get your money. So then he, then he texted me out of nowhere. And he says, this is the conspiracy part of him, uh, which I love because it's like it's entertaining, but it's also dangerous. And you know, if a lot of people are believing it, which I know there are those out there. He goes, you know what's yeah. going to happen? He's like, last minute, um, it's going to be a uh, Hillary and... Uh, Michelle Obama as vice president. That's going to be the ticket. It's going to switch last minute. He goes, I bet you know. Oh my. He's going to bet me another hundred bucks. I took him on that bet so fast. I was like, yes, sir. (laughs) I would like all my beer covered for the foreseeable future. I will not have to pay for drinks for a very long time. And I still have like six more weeks of him making these incredibly insane bets. So that's the other thing you can do is that sometimes the only way people will learn is if it costs them their own money. So make mm-hmm. bets with your Trumplican friends. I think you should all have Trumplican friends. Everybody listening should have Trumplican friends. <laughs> Again, there people are awesome and, and there's a wide variety. We all need to be respectful of each other, including the Trumplicans. But Absolutely. make bets with them. Make friendly wagers and have some fun with it. And right. so, and then just make them pay at the end, like literally make <laughs> them pay up. So you can say, see consequences of actions. You shouldn't have made such a silly bet because you read an article in some right wing internet site that nobody follows except for Trumplicans. Like, this is what happens. You stop thinking like a normal person and you have to buy beer for everyone, you know, for the next year. So I'm going to keep that going. And, and, uh, yeah, hopefully that's another little pro tip on how you can have some fun with this as we, as we move the machinery through to November 3rd. Yes. So, all right. Well, with that, we'll go ahead and officially bring it to a close. Thanks again for listening to Politics with Mom. Look forward to seeing you on uh, YouTube or Twitter or email, however you want to reach out to us. And definitely check the show notes because we're always putting the links in there. Um, and the show notes are increasingly growing as there's just stuff for you know you to use to, to learn about some stuff. There's the, the polls that are out there. We're putting links to everything. I will also put, I will add the link that uh, Mom was just talking about with the income inequality thing. Watch that because it's just eye-opening i don't i don't personally agree scary i don't personally agree scary because i think it's just information where you go okay this is a thing now let's fix it Mm -hmm. that's all it is Mm -hmm. for me it's like this is a thing oh yeah i agree i agree and scary was probably not the right word all right right. well with that we'll officially bring it to a close i still love you mom i love you too son and you have a great week you too talk to you next week